coming up on The Medicine Podcast. When you don't feel desired or sexy in your relationship, it can easily be an impetus for things to quickly spiral downhill. Sex is one of the most powerful drivers of human behavior on the planet. And to know that your partner finds you sexy, attractive, and hot, it makes you feel powerful. Yeah. And even just getting into that flow of communicating that will add spice to oh, yeah. the dynamic. And totally. it doesn't have to be like, you are sexy, you turn me on. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it can be like playful. It can be, you know, yeah. ass grabbing, yeah. um, you know, text messaging and, and things of that nature. And Sexting. Sexting, I think is what the kids <laughs> call it. Um, Welcome back to The Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi, and I have my glorious partner in life and love and my future baby daddy with me here. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. I knew that. that. <laughs> Were you planning that? Did you premeditate that? I did. Yeah, I knew Just it Just to freak me I out. wanted to tweak you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm tweaked. Um, I'm cool with that. Uh, definitely cool with that. Not tomorrow, maybe. Not you don't tomorrow. want it to be anyone else, right? I don't want it to be anyone yeah. else. That's true. That's a good point. I'll take it. What is going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to the Medicine Podcast. We are back with the Under the Red Hat episode. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a few minutes since we've jumped under the red hat and jumped into the, the portal, the podcast portal with each other. We call any episode that we do together, you know, most podcasters would call it a solo cast, mm -hmm. but since there's two of us, it's a, not a solo cast. It's a dual cast. It and um, we call it Under the Red Hat because that is the sacred channel of connection that we refer to uh, when we step into the sacred space of communicating directly with, with one another. And in this case, of course, we're, we're inviting the audience to come into that sacred channel that we call Under the Red Hat. Um, and the reason we call it that is... Because I'll give you the very short version. Um, <clears throat> one time, Chase and I were out and I was having a bit of an anxiety panic attack. Won't go into the details of what was happening around us. But Chase, recognizing that I, I was in distress, um, looked at me, grabbed me, and I just so happened to be wearing a red hat. We were out on the beach. And... He cupped his hands around the bill of my red hat and made me feel very safe and just reminded me that it's like, hey, it's all good right here. Just you and me. We're good. We're safe. And it's kind of like when horses have those like blinders on and all they can see is in mm -hmm. front of them so they don't get freaked out about everything that's around them. That's kind of what it felt like. And so coined now is under the red hat and it refers to that moment where it was just us yep. you and me on this channel and so now we have extrapolated that out to our podcast yeah no it was it was even before we had a podcast it was pretty shortly after we had gotten back together and um it's been fun to refer to this just safe communication channel as under the red mm -hmm. hat and so i think it's good that we continue to I tell people the story because I know we get new listeners all the yeah, time. Yeah, they're like, Under, what red hat? Yeah, yeah. I think I said it the other day and, and someone was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, 
I didn't hear a red hat on the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so glad to be back. Uh, today we're talking about something that is, I think, really important. We talk about theory a lot. Mm-hmm. We get esoteric as it pertains to relationship dynamics often. And uh, sometimes we just need to get back into the practical mm-hmm. and just get straight down to repetition, baby. Yeah. You know, in the same way that you exercise by uh, just getting under the bar and doing some back squats. You don't need to necessarily always have the why or the how as as to what's going on in your body and why it's so good for building muscle and turning on the mm-hmm. endocrine system. And you just get under the freaking bar and do it for a while. Yeah. And then you're like, this is working. Yeah. So let me pull on the thread of why. Yeah. And it's great if you do understand why, but you don't necessarily need to to see results. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about today. This is going to be getting reps in the gym. This is practical ways. These are 10 ways, 10 things your partner is starving to hear mm-hmm. and that you could apply right after this episode. Yep. Easy. Before we jump into the things that everyone's starving to hear, I got to know my love, my future baby daddy. Wow. <laughs> what do you got going on in your cup over there? In my cup is a dark magenta. Is this the color magenta? Yeah. Wow. Organifi red juice. Love it. This is a staple for me. This is a staple for me as it pertains to energy. Why? It's got cordyceps mushrooms, one of my favorite mushrooms of all time. It's got rhodiola, Siberian ginseng, reishi mushroom. It's got beet juice. Beet juice and cordyceps specifically support nitric oxide production in the body, in the blood. Why is that so important for energy? Well, when you have a nitric oxide support In your body, you're able to lift more. You're able to recruit more Mm -hmm. energy from your body in order to do something that requires vitality. And uh, that is also one of the traits of having a uh, strong blood flow to particular regions of the body when activated. I'm talking about the boner. (laughs) (laughs) The nether regions. Can we say boner? I don't know. I think so. We can say whatever the hell we want. Um, (laughs) And red juice is so delicious because it it tastes like fruit punch. Like arguably the most tasty Organifi product in a suite of delicious products. Yeah, it is really good. It tastes, yeah, exactly like fruit punch. We're we're at Organifi. We are consistently evaluating the quality of the freeze-dried berries. There's freeze-dried berries in this as well, so I didn't mention that. Strawberries, raspberries, acai berries. Um, We get them freeze-dried in in powder form, and we're constantly evaluating the quality, constantly evaluating the seasonality of what's in season and ensure that these things get into this product so that they can taste like fruit Mm -hmm. berry punch. Yeah, cordyceps has been proven in like clinical studies to increase lung capacity and to increase oxygen output, which are two things that you definitely want to have, like going into a workout or just, you know, going into your day. Um, I think it's, it's really valuable, but I, I definitely feel it. And I, I, we both use it as like a pre-workout every day. I take it every morning. I take it. And then a lot of times in the afternoon, like right now it's the afternoon. Um, I don't want to put a bunch of caffeine in my body, but I'm looking for a little extra pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know what you got going on in that cup. In this little cup, I have my favorite way to enjoy mushy love, which is in combination with cold milk. We drink raw cow's milk and I put it uh, about eight ounces of milk in with about a scoop and a half of mushy love into my electric frother Mm. on the cold setting. 
So it's blending it and then it's also making it airy and foamy and delicious. Mm, and dirty. <laughs> yeah. So that combination, like the cold version of mushy love tastes like liquid graham crackers. Like I shit you not. It tastes like liquid graham crackers. I don't know what sort of black magic we put in it to taste different than when it's warm, because when it's warm, it tastes like a liquid cinnamon yep. roll for sure. Mm -hmm. But when it's cold, it is straight up liquid graham crackers. And if you don't know yet what mushy love is, it's our baby. It's our handmade, handcrafted, uh, formulated with love mushroom elixir with 500 milligrams of chaga, which is amazing for gut support, healthy hair, healthy uh, skin, healthy nail growth. And it's also really supportive of the immune system. They call it the king of mushrooms. And then 500 milligrams as well of tremella mushroom, which is the beauty mushroom. And she is most known for holding 500 times her weight in water. So what that translates to is hydrated skin cells, hydrated cells, basically. And healthy cells are hydrated cells. So they call this the beauty mushroom because the more hydrated we are, the more plump and dewy and fresh and young our skin looks. Mm, plump and dewy. <laughs> you know, we just went to Austin for four or five days uh, to go to a, a wedding. We were in a really incredible wedding from our friend Aaron Abke. Shout and, out to um, Aaron and Selena. We forgot to bring mushy love on the trip. Oh, mistake. And I have it every day, at least once, a lot of times twice. And it was amazing coming back and having it again in my protocol in the mornings and how much better I feel having it in my life on a daily basis. And also, you know, we take lots of adaptogens and mushroom products all the time. And, and although I'm clearly aware just by, you know, the intention we put in this product that there's more mushrooms, thus more benefit, but it was after having been off of it for a while and then having it again where I was like, oh my God, I'm really mm -hmm. feeling yeah. the adaptogenic nature of these mushroom ingredients. Also, it helps that it tastes just absolutely incredible, uh, but in my life, and it's something that we just consistently get feedback that like, oh my God, like I've been on this for 30 days or 60 days and I don't know if I can live without this. And it's yeah. like freaking awesome to hear because this is such high quality uh, matched with something that is absolutely delicious if you use it in the right way and uh it, even this like surprise impact of having it in cold milk mm -hmm. is just like so rad yes if you guys want to try either of these products organify red or mushy love um, you can head to our medicine cabinet which is our digital cache of all the products that we use and love in our life um you can use the code MIMIFIT for 20% off all Organifi. And for Mushy Love, go to getmushylove.com and you can use the code MEDICINE for a nice little discount that we only give to our Medicine Podcast listeners. Love it. Let's get into it. I think that we should probably recap a little bit on what the core tenets of masculine and feminine energies and essences are mm -hmm. um, and also give the disclaimer that we're going to be referring to the masculine and the feminine today uh, usually men are more masculine dominant women are more feminine dominant um, and for the sake of ease today we might refer to men and women man or woman and be speaking about primarily masculine for men primarily feminine for women that yeah. being said men can have a dominant feminine or be in their feminine even if it isn't mm -hmm. their dominant uh energy 
And women can similarly be in a dominant masculine and or just be in their masculine at large. Yeah. So if you're trying to nitpick us for, you know, a couple of mistakes, it's 2023 and you got to give these yeah. disclaimers. Yeah. Um, just know that this is fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The masculine and feminine exist on a spectrum within all of us and different situations and events and days invite me into more of my masculine where maybe I'm expressing that more throughout the day than my feminine and because it exists on a spectrum that is fluid and can change. Um, but where I rest, where I feel most balanced and at ease and able to relax is in my feminine. Yeah. And you can, there's a, and the same goes for you and your masculine, but the really easy way to kind of look at this is like, you can look at it sexually, you know, if you don't really know where your essence lies on the spectrum, uh, maybe you're more fluid, maybe you're more of a creative where you go back and forth uh, frequently, you can think about, you know, the masculine wants to penetrate, the feminine wants to be penetrated. So if you prefer, you know, wherever you're at, wherever you fall there, mm -hmm. that's probably indicative of where your essence lies. Yeah. Yeah. So getting into the masculine, it's penetrating and it's not just mm -hmm. sexually, it's life, penetrating life. It's yeah. action oriented. Uh, oftentimes the masculine has a core uh, purpose that drives their life, a core mission. They're very mission and purpose driven individuals. Uh, the masculine is when balanced is safe and stable. It's consistent it is analytical. It's able to fix and problem solve in a left to right, top to bottom manner. And it's uh, systematized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for the feminine, again, we're speaking to feminine energy is more connection oriented. The feminine can be called, we've, we've referred to this, uh, the love driven being, mm -hmm. the masculine being the purpose driven being. Uh, the feminine is more flowing ever-changing think about the the seasons and cycles of nature right is the utmost feminine right um feminine is receptive right wants to be penetrated and is emotive emotion is feminine stillness and consciousness is masculine everything else that changes is going to be the feminine mm. and again we all have different varying degrees of each of these energies within us all the time. Right. Um, and again, this, these energies can combine in relationship in different ways. We're speaking to a heterosexual relationship because that's what we're a part of. But of course, this can exist in any sort of orientation. Um, but there's usually one person who's more masculine dominant, one person who's more feminine dominant, because that's what creates the polarity, these opposites that attract and are magnetized to each other. <clears throat> if you don't have that polarity, then you're not going to feel like a sexual spark or that chemistry, which if you don't ever feel that with a person, you're probably not going to get into relationship with them. Right. Yeah. All right. Disclaimers done. Awesome. So we've got 10 things that are just super easy, straightforward that you can say to your partner. And there's a good chance, even if they don't know it, they are starving for mm -hmm. this. Uh, we'll get through about seven of these that are uh, a version for the masculine to say to the feminine and a version for the feminine to say to the masculine. And then the last three are interchangeable. They're mm -hmm. something that just human beings yeah. in romantic relationship want to hear. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You want to kick it off? Let's kick it off. Ladies, something your dude is likely dying to hear is I feel safe with you. Mm-hmm. A core tenet, we talked about it, of masculinity is safety. Many men, women as well, but many men have come through an environment of unbalanced masculinity that was not safe. I'm talking about the coaches, the teachers, the pastors, and a lot of times, unfortunately, fathers as well. Many of them were seemingly very masculine because they were firm or tough, uh, but they lacked safety. Mm-hmm. Men, whether they are conscious to it or not, are actually afraid that they will not be safe to their partners, not safe to their families, not safe to their children. In fact, they might even be hedging this fear through an inauthentic safety in the form of being a a nice guy or a yes man. Mm -hmm. It's like over the top niceness and gentleness. Or they might actually do the opposite. And never let anyone get close to them so they don't risk failing at the safety thing that they've been failed by and thus become cold, withdrawn, kind of a dick. Numb. Numb. So to hear it and maybe even more importantly, feel it from your partner is incredibly validating and inspiring and will make them want to show up more for their women, Mm -hmm. more for their families. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the feminine version of this is what she wants to hear is you're safe with me. And, you know, for millennia, (laughs) women have kind of been hardwired to be aware of men that can physically hurt us. Like when I walk down a dark alley, I'm scoping like who's around me. When I walk to my car by myself in a parking garage, I am, it's in my DNA to like, like assess what's going on. Can someone hurt me? So this also applies in relationship with physical safety. Yes, of course. Like that's not really what we're talking about. What I'm talking about here in relationship is like the emotional and psychological safety depending on your relationship, she may or may not feel emotionally and psychologically safe with with you, with her partner. And this can go both ways, of course, but you can ease this kind of discomfort in her or this alertness by standing tall, taking a deep breath from your belly, staying calm in charged conversations, and kind of just in general, showing her that you are deep enough to hold her and her emotions and that her emotions are safe in this space of togetherness. Feeling safe allows us as women to relax into more of our flowing, receptive feminine, which feels so good for us. So men don't just say this, you know, say these words, you're safe with me, Show her with your body, show her with your energy that she is actually safe with you and she will freaking blossom. Yeah, no, I would say the same thing for women. In addition to speaking the words that I feel safe with you, um, it's how you're holding yourself around your masculine counterpart. Uh, Are you tense? Um, Are you crouched? Uh, or, and are you covering, you know, yourself or do you feel safe enough to express, uh, yourself as the, mm-hmm. the divine 
feminine amongst uh, and and with this other individual. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be as simple as like even even like the way you hug, like being smaller. <laughs> and 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 I'm not. I don't mean because you need to be a small woman in size and stature, but like be embraced by the mm-hmm. masculine partner. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how tall you are, or how big you are or whatever, but to feel held and to, to make him feel like he can hold you and, and that you are allowing him to hold you in a safe embrace, yeah. like wildly powerful stuff. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Hey, Hey homies. All right. Here's a question we get all the time. Is it okay for generally healthy people to take immune Intel AHCC or is it just for people with serious illness? This is a great question. And most of the world is aware now just how critical a healthy functional immune system is in order to maintain long-term health. But it's still easy to forget about your immune system until it's too late, until there's a breakdown somewhere, until your body is dealing with something quite serious. So what happens when generally healthy people take AHCC? Well, it's sort of like fixing the roof when the sun is shining. And now your house is much less likely to flood because of a leak. How does it do this? AHCC works like a boss to quickly enhance the immune system, cell function, and communication. For example, the NK, natural killer cells, these are white blood cells that specialize in attacking tumor cells and cells infected with viruses. AHCC has proven to increase your NK cells by up to 800% in a matter of weeks. And T-cells, these immune soldiers are important because they help direct your body's immune response. Certain types of T-cells can actually seek out and kill foreign invaders. And AHCC helps promote optimal T-cell activity. I know that I want this intelligence in my body every single day. So Chase and I both take at least two capsules of Immune Intel AHCC every single day without fail. If you'd like to start blessing your body with this daily intelligence, go to themedicine.com forward slash products or just check the show notes below. Cheers, boo. All right, number two. All right, so moving on to number two. Another thing that is is wildly uh underrated as it pertains to what your feminine can speak to their masculine uh would be i believe in you and support your passions Mm -hmm. men in 2023 are struggling with having any vitality and passion in the age of distraction like ultimate distraction Mm -hmm. there is a lack of satiating drive of fulfilling work and just an as paul check would say an overarching dream big dreams are way too often squashed in our society by family and friends and by communities so encouraging your man to pursue his dreams or passions by letting him know that you believe in him will fuel his fire to look for something outside of the nine to five dim life that the mainstream script has suggested as the Mm -hmm. way we talked about a core pillar of masculinity being purpose driven and mission driven. This is actually like the source and the fire for vitality Mm -hmm. is having something 
big enough that you're able to sacrifice. You're able to realize the power of delayed gratification and make hard decisions for the purpose of something greater. To ensure your man and your life together will be this fulfilling, it is critical that slowly but surely you are continuing to speak into him uh, your belief and Mm -hmm. your support of the things that he is passionate about. Otherwise, you do run the risk of watching your man withdraw, um, feel purposeless, and feel like they don't exist. It Mm -hmm. It is difficult in the world where there, we'll get to this more later in the show, where there are not many opportunities to feel alpha, to Mm -hmm. feel your masculinity. And so if you can't create that environment of belief for something that a man is passionate about in the household, there's not a great chance he's just going to be able to externally find it elsewhere. Yeah. And this doesn't have to be like his job, his career. It could also be his side hustle or his uh, hobbies, um, you know, what he does on the weekend, his pastimes, like it can be just things that he's interested in and and showing support of that. Uh, And and of course, this is something that goes both ways, but especially the purpose-driven being. Yep. Yeah. So the, the feminine version of this would be not a statement, but a question. How can I support you in this moment? What do you need from me? And this kind of ties into, you know, when women are feeling emotional or overwhelmed, we don't necessarily need to be fixed. Sometimes it can feel insensitive if the we're, we're sharing our heart with the, our masculine partner and he goes straight into fix it solution mode, mm-hmm. even if, and it probably is rooted in love where it's like, I'm seeing my partner in distress and I don't, I want to help her. Let me lay out 10 solutions that could fix her problem today. That may be helpful, but it, it might not be what she needs. And so the importance of being able to ask, how can I support you? What do you need from me? And this is, this is really important to avoid that miscommunication. Just acknowledge her and her feelings. Um, and then again, ask how you can support her in this moment. She may honestly just need a hug from you. Yeah. She may need you to sit down with her and work out a plan of action. You don't know unless you ask. And, and she deserves that autonomy to be able to communicate to you clearly what would be most helpful to her in this moment. Yeah, this, this is more of a statement and, and less of a question, believe it or not. I've been somebody who wants to help and fix immediately, especially when it comes to what the feminine is telling me. Like if, if I see you feeling emotional about a, about a particular topic or about something uh, specifically... I want to jump in and solve it. But what happens a lot of times is I'll disregard the validity of the emotions by quickly jumping to some conclusion. Like, see, it's simple. It's simple here. Yeah. You don't need to worry about that. And it, it, in, it invalidates, invalidates my worry and the emotion that I'm feeling. If it's like, oh, don't worry about that. Just look at this. It's like, well, fuck. I'm trying to tell you what's happening inside of me right now. And I think a lot of men have come from households where their mother's emotional energy becomes toxic and is scary 
And so we want to just disregard it and pretend it's not happening and have everything be safe. And so we'll try to stifle it. And I'll get into this a little bit later. I think one of the other ones will hit on this as well. Um, but this is more of a, it still feels productive because it's important for men to feel like they're being productive in this type of help and support while also saying, I hear you, your emotions are valid and I'm mm -hmm. here to support. Give me clarity when you feel ready on how I can show up. Yeah, that's what you mean by this is more of a statement than a question, but it really can be as simple as oh, just, just straight up little, asking. A little her. less disarm or a little more disarming to phrase it as a question. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. All ne right. Next one. Dude, guys, I bet you'd love to hear this. <laughs> I trust your decisions and or leadership on this. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been, guys, <laughs> have you ever been nitpicked for an idea, criticized a decision uh, or criticized by a decision or maybe, you know, some frustration has been expressed to you? Uh, I've never done that. After you have chosen <laughs> something for you and or like your family or something. Well, good chance you probably in a uh, more hostile and aggressive tone responded to that nitpicking. That is because we, we are actually hurt and no longer feel uh, safe to be able to lean into our innate masculine abilities to make choices and, and be leaders. Mm -hmm. It is a, oftentimes we are insecure about whether or not we have the capacity to lead Again, I'm going to talk about this a lot today, but the external world does not provide a lot of opportunities for people just at large to take on leadership opportunities and be seen as a leader. We're, we're in a corporate filled world of org charts. And you, if you're one of the select handful of few who are at the top of that food chain, um, even then it's a shitty existence, but, but you're likely not. And so when you feel like the little sliver of leadership that you're able to maintain in your own life gets criticized, man, it just triggers a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that as a man for sure. Um, the feminine version of this is what the feminine wants to hear from the masculine in this regard is I've thought about this a lot and I'm asking you to please trust me. I've got this. Mm. <laughs> even when I, even when, uh, I love it. Even when I say <laughs> it, you're like humming. Um, and if that's not feedback, I don't know what is. Uh, but, and this may sound counterintuitive because so much of the last, I feel like, hundred years, especially, women have been literally begging and fighting to be heard and equally valued in society. But within a romantic relationship, for a feminine essence, she doesn't actually want to hold up the structure of your life and relationship all on her own. She doesn't want to have the weight of every decision on her shoulders. She wants to know that you are strong, confident, and capable. Even if she's not saying this to you with her words, yep. her feminine essence wants this and this goes all the way back i think to our caveman ancestors women are instinctively drawn and magnetized to strength and confidence we want to know that you can lead and protect us but also our offspring this is like evolutionary biology stuff yeah. this is not something to be abused men where you can just say this just to get what you want and have her like be quiet and sit in the corner but by phrasing it in this way, calmly, 
hey, I'm, I'm, I've thought about this a lot and I'm asking you to please trust me. Like I've, I've got this, I've got us. That is like soothing to the nervous system of a feminine because she wants to feel protected, held and led. And so when you phrase it this way, you're reminding us as the feminine that you are thoughtful and reflective and requesting confidence in your leadership. Yeah. This is not to say that you should never question or challenge a decision uh, that's made by your man, but on occasion, men can step into this and embody this and it will feel like a wave of relief, especially if you're a very, um, let's just say you're a, you're a busy mother and you've had to wear more of a masculine hat to make sure, uh, you know, calendars are updated and, you know, kids are getting the places they need to get to and that the family, uh, is doing the, the events and groceries and all these other activities that a lot of times just like fall on, on, on women. Um, something as simple as, Hey, got a babysitter. We're going out to eat tonight. Don't ask questions. It's going to be good. (laughs) Just put on your favorite dress and look sexy. Yeah. And, and I think that it's a gift that Mm -hmm. can be an absolute gift. And I think men, uh, too often expect their feminine partner to have everything dialed in. And instead of, I don't care, we're going out to dinner tonight. Just, I got it handled. It's, hey, honey, what's for dinner tonight? (laughs) You know? And so I think this is an opportunity not only to just step into what is innately masculine, which is leadership, um, but rather to gift your significant other um, your willingness to take on responsibility. And this requires presence on the part of the masculine to be able to feel into his partner, notice when she, she seems frazzled or overstressed where she might need a night off from cooking or whatever. Maybe it's not, Hey dinner. Like maybe it's like, Hey, I got the kids tonight. Go take a bath or like, Hey, I'll take the kids out. You know, we'll go do something. You go get a massage today. Like it can be as simple as that, but it it requires presence on the part of the masculine and, and feeling into like what, could she really use right now? Yeah. 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 And start small and it can lead up to larger things. And, and I think when it gets to bigger decisions <clears throat> um, and you can sense that he is very engaged and that he cares about this a lot. When you can sense those are at play is where this statement of, I trust your decisions and leadership on this will land perfectly. Mm-hmm. Don't use it. If he's not engaged, like, Hey bro, like snap out of it. We need you engaged. You don't need to trust him. If he's, if he's, not actually enrolling. Yeah. But if he's enrolled and you can you can tell when you know your mm-hmm. your dude, you can tell when he's into it, you will crush him or piss him off if you nitpick. Because it is a, an opportunity to galvanize the masculine and feminine dynamic to speak into him and 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 truly trust him mm-hmm. with his own leadership capacity. Within this example, talking about nitpicking, she's overstressed and dude guys like, Oh, I want to plan a really nice evening for her. I'm going to plan a date night. I'm going to hire a babysitter and I'm going to make a reservation at our favorite Mexican restaurant. And he says, all right, got it all set up. We're going to go to Rancho Viejo Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And she has the opportunity to just receive the gift, which is beautiful. Or she has the opportunity to nitpick where it's like, what? We went there two weeks ago. I don't want to go there. Yeah. 
Like you should have asked me, you sh- like, I, you should have known that I didn't want to go there or it's they not my favorite. Yeah, exactly. Like that's an opportunity where you just zip it yeah. and, and receive the gift that he is working hard to give to you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. Next one. Next one. Guys love hearing this and it's just not said enough. <laughs> you are so strong. Think about it this way. Picture men, picture the masculine like a balloon. You want to put enough air into it such that it floats, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a nice put, like bounce. You don't want to put too much air into it. Yeah. It's going to fly away, maybe pop, <laughs> maybe have an irrational idea of what it can do. <laughs> uh, but you definitely don't want to leave it underinflated. Yeah. You'll be getting a, a nice guy. You'll mm-hmm. be getting somebody soft masculinity is strength Mm -hmm. and uh, masculinity is stable and to speak into that is to put air inside of the the balloon such that their masculinity can float it can maintain Mm -hmm. and uh, i think it's something that um strength oftentimes just gets associated with physicality but there's so many other attributes of strength so add a little twist to it like your intelligence is a strong representation of your, you know, whatever, get, get, <laughs> yeah, get you can, crazy with it. You don't have to use these in any of these. You don't have to use these exact words verbatim, right? Like put it in your own language, but apply the thing behind the thing that we're talking about. Maybe it's yeah. not, you're so strong, but like, man, your work ethic is so impressive to me. Like yep. you're carrying so much. And I know that you're working really hard or something like that. Watch his chest fill as you genuinely say and show that. Or it could be like, man, you're so good at that. Yeah. Like whatever he's doing, he fixes something. He fixes the toilet. He like look for opportunity to speak into like, wow, you're so good at that. Yeah. You, you do want to feel specifically strong. Like you are capable of protecting. You're so strong at fixing that toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think strength is important to focus on. It doesn't have to be physical protection, but it can be, yeah. I am, I'm intellectually capable of providing for this family and for this family unit and this relationship. And so by ensuring that, that he is aware of his own strength can not only uh, motivate him to step into that body of strength, um, but get him to realize how innate that is in his own masculine essence to be someone who is strong. What women want to hear from men in this regard is you inspire me. We want to be your muse. We want to be your goddess. (laughs) And the more we hear this from you that we are inspiring, the more we will want to continue to show up and be inspiring in our fullest self. Yeah. Um, less strength. Like that feels nice too. Of course, if you were to tell me that, I wouldn't be like, oh, how rude. But it's not necessarily what I'm starving to hear from you. If you, it, it, When you say things like this, like you inspire me or you're so inspiring to me, it, it lands differently. Well, I think there's a difference between, uh, notice we're not using the word power. There is a power with the feminine. It's powerful. And I think that unbalanced men and toxic masculinity sees that as a threat to their power and their strength. Mm -hmm. Power of the masculine and power of the feminine are diverse and they're complementary when when applied together. 
Um, but they're both really fucking powerful when they're embodied. Yeah. And I think toxic masculinity and the patriarch is oftentimes associated with being threatened and trying to stifle the power of the feminine. And so when you see that, that goddess and when she's fully embodied, you don't even give it an opportunity to inspire you because the toxic masculine is threatened by that power potentially rivaling that of the, yeah. the masculine. But in this case, if you can appreciate those differences in the diversity of power and you can see your feminine in her full embodied goddess, it is truly inspiring. Mm -hmm. It is, it is truly just all encompassing. And it's like, wow, I lost track of the future and the past. And all I am is here in this vortex with you who is more creative and imaginative than I could ever be. How can I be a part of this mm -hmm. and how you've inspired me to enroll? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's that type of energy that the feminine can maintain that makes this really beautiful combination between the divine feminine that has this intuitive creativity and the masculine that is so action oriented and, and looking at this and like, how do we put this into work together? You know, it's so mm -hmm. fucking inspiring. Yeah. I it love it. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully put my love. Thanks. You're so strong. All right. This is the fifth. Uh, and ladies, I think dudes would love to hear this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I value your opinion. Can I get your perspective on something? Mm. The masculine is analytical. It's organized. It's able to structure. This is an acknowledgement of that and a request to be applied. So we, this kind of plays into what we were talking about earlier where dudes are trying to fix things right away. This analytical attribute of the masculine oftentimes is like exclusively living in the workplace or one's occupation, uh, which is fine because it, it works well there. Um, but the bummer to this is that it is kind of pushed away in the dynamic of the relationship because men often over apply or apply it too soon prior to being asked. They begin to fix their partner uh, in moments when they just need to vent, in moments where they just need to be held. So it will be received better when you wait, but followed up by the feminine's awareness that they're waiting and that when the moment calls for it, a request. If you jump into fixing before they're able to work through the process themselves, you're probably stifling the journey of being able to work through mm -hmm. um, the emotional experience that they're having. But but women and, and the feminine, if they're able to pick up on the patience um, and the presence to invite or request their masculine partner to apply their fixing skills will be really mm -hmm. fruitful. Yeah. I've definitely done this. Like obviously we're business partners and we kind of each have our own tasks that need to get done throughout the week and the month, et cetera. And there's been times where I'm, I'm legitimately stuck and I know that you have more experience in business, more business acumen. Maybe I need to r like run an email by you or a problem that I'm having on the back end of something. And I'm coming to you uh, with a request for your input. Very different than if you were to like to, you know, randomly come in the room, peek over my shoulder and like, ah, I wouldn't do it that way. You know, it's just, it's received very differently. Yeah. And so in those moments, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously much more receptive to your input when it's being requested. 
Okay, ready for real talk? AKA poop talk. If you're a new listener, this is who I am. I'm an open book. So we all know that regular, predictable elimination is absolutely essential for health maintenance. We should all be going one to three times a day, every day. When things are backed up, I personally am a different human. I'm irritable, uncomfortable, and generally more anxious. So how do I keep things flowing? One of the ways is with Organifi Green Juice. First thing in the morning, I have two servings of green juice. I stir one scoop into about 10 ounces of water, drink it down, followed by another scoop in another 10 ounces. So right away, I am flooding my cells with a hefty dose of micronutrients that support detoxification, hydration, and cortisol levels, as well as hydrating my bowels. Organifi is organic, non-GMO, glyphosate residue-free, and has a therapeutic dose of this king of herbs called ashwagandha. Other green juices only have a fairy dusting of ashwagandha. Try Organifi Green Juice to energize and nourish your cells, hydrate your bowels, and support your cortisol levels. Go to Organifi.com and use the code MIMIFIT, that's M-I-M-I-F-I-T, for a hefty 20% off all of their products. Or just check the show notes below. Cheers and love. What the feminine is wanting to hear from you in this regard is, I value your intuition. I'd like to run something by you. A woman's intuition is very powerful. She may not use the same left to right, top to bottom logic in certain situations as as you do, but she may be able to read into the emotions of a person or event or situation in a different way than you can. As the connection, love-driven being, we as the feminine are more wired for relationship. And she will appreciate your appreciation of this aspect of her, speaking intentionally to the intuition. Um, I think that this is a, a common place of kind of disconnect or like frustration with your partner. The masculine being like, why can't she just be more fucking logical? And the feminine being like, why can't he just be more intuitive and flowing with his emotion? Like we're trying to make our partner more like Mm us. So in this example, both people are coming to their partner celebrating the differences. I'm celebrating your logic driven brain and you might come to me and celebrate my intuitive nature. Yeah. And it's, it's this combination that makes for really productive decision-making and it's what makes a beautiful um, parenting partnership when you you have a family. You know, it comes up for me as just an example in our own life. When we were married, uh, we were in our second year of marriage and we were, we had stumbled into this rental house. It was like in such rough shape, but it was on the, the, the beach of the Puget Sound had an Absolutely incredible. Like, we'll live the rest of our life without this kind of view. It was just absolutely incredible. It was a 180 degree view of the Puget Sound, Puget of Sound, just water. Olympic mountain range, Olympic National Forest. Um, and the sun would set every night behind the mountains, and it was just stunning. I'm going to talk like 9.9 out of 10 view. And uh, this this little beach bungalow, because this is, is what it was, was in super rough shape, but it was going on the market to be sold. And I was like, oh my God, this is just a ROI, just screams proper investment. Let's buy this place. 
We'll fix it up. We can either rent it later, cash flow it for a ton, or we can just sell the property itself because Seattle was skyrocketing at the time. It made all rational sense, all logical sense. I get through all the paperwork, you know, we deal through appraisal, the whole thing, and it's like literally ready to happen. And your intuition picks up on something in the environment that says, hey, we, we shouldn't do this, and, and here's why. And it was because we were having marital issues we were not a cohesive unit at that point in time we were not in any position to take on a, a bigger project than our relationship and, and even though from the masculine perspective this would have shaken out we would have made money on it it would have made sense we would have had to deal have dealt with a divorce in the whole process and then had to split an asset like something that i would not have wanted altogether and so your intuition picking up on you know, what I couldn't in my left to right, top to bottom evaluation uh, was a critical piece to the decision making. And then even though we were a dysfunctional marriage, this one particular instance, as icky as it was, was actually a good example of how to incorporate the strengths of the feminine and the strengths of the masculine in order to come to some sort of cohesive decision uh, in life. And I really, I don't know if I've done it since then, certainly didn't do it in the time at the time that this was happening, but I really want to give you props because when I voiced my concern, which probably wasn't in the most uh, conscious, beautiful way, um, you basically said, okay, we don't have to do it. Yep. And I think you saw in that moment that there was something deeper with me. It wasn't just about the house. And I think that that kind of like you know, got your attention. Like there's something else here and I want to, I want to, you know, know what the something, something else is. And it was obviously our relationship and marriage. Um, but props to you, you know, for listening and hearing me and basically just saying like, okay, I'm I'm listening. I hear you. Yeah. Thank you for speaking into the masculine in (laughs) such great ways. I saw your chest puff up. (laughs) Uh, next one. Um, something that guys, I think just absolutely love to hear spoken, um, of course embodied, but, but even to speak it. And I think speaking it in front of others often is even more like powerful, but that is just simply, I respect and I admire you Mm -hmm. driven men, like even balanced masculine men will tell themselves that they haven't achieved enough, that they're not doing enough. You know, this is kind of the world that we live in and it's, it's always the question of, have I done enough to be successful, to have achieved something? So to hear and feel that they are respected and that they are admired takes the weight off, at least for like one aspect of their life mm-hmm. pertaining to the relationship. Um, and it's just permission to allow fulfillment to creep in. If you taste fulfillment in one lane, and maybe if you have an incredible feminine partner who's able to validate that your life is fulfilling in the, in the domain of the relationship, that feeling is, is contagious. And you might start evaluating other areas where you're, you're not giving yourself the, the respect and the admiration that you deserve and can maybe even start to self validate. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that we, you know, we intentionally used both words, respect and admire because they're different. Um, a battered housewife might show respect to her husband, but she doesn't admire him. Right. And so having both respect and admiration is, uh, it's different. And, um, I think it embodies more real love, like the feeling that I get when I 
see you excelling at something or just see you across the room, you know, doing your thing or making a drink or whatever. And I just, you know, stare at you for like 10 seconds. You have no idea that I'm looking at you and my heart just like swells with admiration for you. In that moment, it's not necessarily respect. It's not like, all right, I respect you. I do respect you. But in certain moments, it's just like a heart swelling admiration for who this amazing being is that I get to share my life with. Thanks. (laughs) So the, the women in this way want to hear from you. I see you and I love all of you. One of our greatest fears, if the, if the masculines is, have I done enough? Have I, I achieved enough? The feminine fear is, am I too much, too much emotion, too much fire, too much spontaneity, too much feeling, too much effort into my appearance, too much, even too much love. Am I showering my person in too much love and they can't like handle it or absorb it, digest it? So in society and in relationship, sometimes we small ourselves, we keep quiet, we hide parts of ourselves, we make ourselves more manageable in an effort to avoid feeling like we're too much. And this this can stem from childhood. I'll speak for myself. Um, grew up in a, a, a home, a, a big house, a uh, big family, I should say. Uh, four kids and two parents. And I never wanted to feel like I was too much. So... my dad made it very clear that like he didn't handle like negative or big emotions very well with his daughters. And so I I picked up on that quite quickly and kind of just like made myself more manageable. So I would just like hold my emotions in low maintenance, like I'll just fit in here and I won't rock the boat too much. Um, I wasn't, you know, like perfect with that, I suppose. But I definitely made an effort. Like it was, even as a child, you understand that. And so then we take that into the world. Uh, The world gives us feedback that you shouldn't be too much. And then we get into relationship and, you know, we're just constantly like checking ourselves to make sure that our man isn't overwhelmed by X, Y, Z that we're emoting or expressing. And while I do believe there is a balance to this, like I'm not saying that this perhaps justifies inappropriate or toxic behavior from the feminine. That's not what I'm talking about. But personally, I feel so much better rooted in my feminine essence, knowing that Chase sees all of me and loves all of me, flaws and all, and all the things that could be considered too much. (laughs) Um, And we both know that if I feel like I have to constantly small myself to be more practical and manageable, then Chase is going to feel like he's locked in a kiddie pool rather than body surfing the waves of the ocean. Yeah. For which sure. doesn't feel good for anyone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, um, I think there's a lot here that we could probably do an entire episode about pertaining to why men and why the masculine has required or requested the feminine to keep it on lock, you know, just fucking handle your emotions. And I think it's because deep down, we're probably afraid of the magnitude of them and that it won't be controllable. 
Um, and like you said, it's, 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 um, we're afraid of, of body surfing the ocean because we may not know how to body surf. And so thus we put it in a kiddie pool mm-hmm. just to be safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's time to really say, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it to that. Let's learn to body surf if you don't know how already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Number seven, this one, uh, dovetails off of the previous, uh, around admiration and respect. And this is ladies, you can say to your masculine counterparts, I see the work that you're putting in. It does not go unnoticed. So like really similar to respect and admiration, we are in a world where the airspace for alphas is quite limited. The structures that are set up for you to be CEO, boss, uh, star athlete, phys- lead doctor, whatever, however those, those uh, hierarchies work. But top of the food chain, top of the hierarchy, there's a lot of people out there. And it's easy to just slip into the middle, even if you are admirable, hardworking, and you just haven't gotten seen. Um, If you are not feeling seen, I think it's almost, uh, and you feel like shit about it, you're almost like insecure that you're insecure. You're aware that you're not being seen and then you feel kind of like sheepish for sort of wanting to be acknowledged by your hard work and you don't really know how to place it all. So you're just in sort of this like internal tornado. But it's okay and valid to want to be acknowledged. For me, I don't want to be acknowledged on a huge scale a lot of times. Like I'm not, I'm in pretty good shape, but I'm not interested in posing shirtless all the time on my social media and being like transformation time or whatever. And like showing my abs and stuff, it just doesn't, but it feels really good to have somebody that I care about. Like you be like, I see the work you're putting in on your freaking temple. Like, and I, I like it. I like what's going on. <laughs> so I, which I, I feel like I, I do. You do. Yeah, yeah. you do. And, and I mean, most of the time I feel like a creep. I'm like, I'm like, this is creep status. Right. But to, to not be seen in the working world or the external world, and then to not have any acknowledgement of how hard you're working at home or in your relationship dynamic, uh, it just spills the unacknowledged bucket over the top, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, you know, my sister-in-law, um, and my brother, when they first got together, he was in the middle of a, he was just busting his ass. Like this guy was working so hard. He's early in his career and he was just long hours slaving away. And I think there was a lot of frustration. He wasn't in the lane of work that he is in now. And so he was in the middle of a transition, but the kid was just busting his ass. And she, as they got together, just acknowledged how hard he was working both energetically. And then with her words, I could see the shift in him. Mm-hmm. To be, to be able to step in and feel like, hey, this is just part of the process. Just got to work hard. But he he had that itch, that deficiency of being acknowledged, filled by how she showed up for him in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, you've done that for me as well in many, many times where it's a long week and I've spent a lot of hours trying to, you know, I'm part of a startup and it's very stressful and you can't tell the rest of the company about it sometimes because it's just pretty dicey. And, uh, you've seen the weight on my back and just to be acknowledged by you and say like, Hey, I'm just going back. I admire you. 
I respect you. And I'm, I'm also just letting you know that your hard work isn't going unnoticed by me. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's just like a boost. It's a pep in the step. And it's really, mm-hmm. really important for the masculine at large to have that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I can definitely continue to do that. So what the feminine wants to hear here is I'm committed to evolving with you and creating an epic relationship as the love driven being the feminine representative, our friend Ben Goreski used that term in a recent episode. And I liked that that the feminine representative, the feminine representative oftentimes is the one who's initiating relationship work, uh, books, podcasts, courses, programs, et cetera. She's yearning to experience more and go deeper with you, which is beautiful. This is a beautiful thing, but she doesn't necessarily want to initiate it every single time or feel like she's dragging you through something that you don't want to do at all. That's the worst feeling in relationship. And so by communicating your interest and or commitment, it might be different depending on where you're at in sort of like the conversation around relationship work. Um, But just by communicating your interest, at least she will be able to just take a sigh of relief, knowing that you're committed to showing up for the relationship or committed to learning how to show up better in the relationship. We admire men that want to go deep with us. Your communication will be better. You'll likely argue less And definitely sex will be better too. If you are showing your feminine partner that you are, that, that having an emotional connection and, and a commitment to growth in your relationship, specifically your relationship, if she hears that from you, she probably will want to have sex with you more (laughs) because, and, and not that you should do it just for that. I'm just saying like, here's some nice downstream effects because we are emotional beings. We, we don't necessarily just get turned on like that from seeing something or touching something. It's like the emotional connection needs to be there or like we're not there. Yeah. So uh, it's a win-win-win all around. It is. You know, the feminine will pick up on the need for change likely prior to mas- the masculine. Um, I mean, the, again, going back to our initial caveat, this can be the man a lot of times in the relationship too. Sure. There's someone who's really flowy and creative and like, Hey, it's time for change. It's time to like shake things up a little bit. Let's rearrange the house or let's, let's start a new protocol for our diet or let's start going to yoga classes or something. This can, this is very gender fluid on, uh, on a lot of these, but in this case, speaking to the feminine, they are likely to pick up and start embodying and, and, attempting to enroll their significant other in things like relationship work, uh, changing the way you're eating. Maybe it's changing your routines because they're starting to get compulsive. The masculine is usually the last to the party. Who's like, what it's compulsive. (laughs) These I've been having the same breakfast every morning for, you know, six months. What do you mean you want to shake things up? I I want my granola or whatever it is. And it's something simple like that, but it represents larger um, ideas and concepts too. If it seem, it might seem weird to you guys. It might seem like this is out of left field. It might seem threatening, and that's from coming from a place of insecurity. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why, why isn't what we have and what I've contributed yeah. to this scenario enough? Hey, friend. By now, I think most of us realize that our Earth needs our support more than ever. 
Sadly, most of the usable soil on Earth has been degraded into lifeless dust by conventional farming's overuse of glyphosate and pesticides. This is a big problem for not only us, but even bigger problem for our kids' generation. Chase and I's favorite way to support the earth is by supporting the regenerative farmers who use methods that do not degrade the soil, but build robust, rich, biodiverse soil. Every month we receive our meat subscription box from Wild Pastures that provides a wide variety of meat, chicken, sausage, pork, beef, and even organ meats if we want. These are the best prices we have found on meat that's organic, pasture-raised, and sourced from regenerative farmers. And boxes are completely customizable to fit your family's needs. With Wild Pastures, you're not only supporting your family's health with the highest quality meat, you're also supporting future generations and our earth, our home. Now, Wild Pastures is giving you 20% off your subscription and free shipping for life. Just check the show notes below for our direct link and start building your first box. Enjoy. Yeah. Fuck that. That's a lie. That is a that is just a story you're telling yourself compared to the intuitive, diverse nature that the feminine is picking up on uh, a need to implement into the relationship. You can flip that if you're not if you're a man and you're not quite understanding why your relationship isn't good enough for her, and you're like, I'm confused. Like, what do we need to change? Like, I think it's pretty good. That's like her saying, like, well why do you need a new business goal? Aren't you happy with what you have? Like, why do you need more money? Aren't you happy with what you have? It's like, well, well, no, I have this drive in me to achieve more, to, you know, make more or create more in the world or whatever. She has the same drive to go deeper with you in relationship. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, when, when those come up, even if you're not able to totally grasp, uh, the why in the moment, this is another case of validating the emotions of validating the intuition and the interest in evolving uh by simply saying yo i'm i'm in it i'm committed like i'm excited instead of saying like i don't really know what you're talking about but i guess this works saying something along the lines of like i'm really interested in learning more i'm I'm, yeah you can leave it at that like i want to learn more yeah count me in i'm gonna go i'm gonna have a good attitude and i'm gonna learn yep that's all you have to do totally all right, we're moving into the last three, and these are statements that go both ways. I think yeah. guys would love to hear it from girls. Girls would love to hear it from guys, or whatever mixture girls, of girls, in between. guys, guys, all the others, <laughs> all the others. <laughs> so the first one here is, I understand how that made you feel. I am sorry, and I am committed to showing up better. Yeah, that's just a that's a, a human thing, um, and this is really the opposite of numbing out. I think when things start to go downhill in relationship or maybe the man notices that his his wife or partner is being more nitpicky or naggy or complaining about things that she wants to be different in their relationship or life. And if he's not hearing those as cries for help, he could start numbing out. Yeah. And that leads to numbing feeling numb when she's really trying to share her heart with you. And it's like a real moment, not just nagging for, you know, not picking up your socks. You can become numb to your partner's experience where empathy is like pretty much just shut off 
So this is the opposite of that. So even if you don't quote unquote agree with how your partner is feeling or don't think it's logical that they're feeling this way, it's simple. We all need our feelings acknowledged. This is just part of being seen and felt as a human. Uh, Even if you had the best of intentions or you feel like it's just a simple miscommunication, like, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. Don't feel that way. Don't feel bad. Don't have your feelings hurt. I didn't mean it that way. This is something that I dealt with in our, in a part one of our relationship in our marriage, because I knew my intentions around a situation. If you were feeling some type of way, if you had your feelings hurt or you just didn't feel like you were considered or whatever the thing was, I had a really hard time like saying like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that that's, that's how I made you feel. It wasn't my intention whatsoever. Um, And I'm committed to showing up better or I'm committed to communicating in those moments better. So you really know my intentions like that's not hard to say, but it was really hard to say because by admitting I'm sorry, that means I did something wrong where in my head I'm like, no, I knew my intentions were not that way. So I didn't do anything wrong. It's just a hamster wheel. People suck at apologizing and I'll say it. People suck at apologizing. It's not just reality TV. It's healthy relationships. To say I'm sorry is 99% cushioned with disclaimers around why you shouldn't really feel sorry, but I'm going to give you this little bone. I'm going to throw you this bone of feeling sorry, so I'm just going to say it anyway. So why you say I understand how that made you feel, this is emphasizing the practice of zoom out of the, the charged conversation for a minute and take the perspective of an independent third uh, party. Mm -hmm. As if you are not in this dynamic, but aware that you care about your significant other and watch how, how emotional they are. They're bringing something up that has bothered them or hurt them. And then watch how the other person, which is you in this case, Mm -hmm. responds without having any empathy or compassion. Would you want anyone to treat the person that you love that way? No, you would not want someone to, uh, stonewall them emotionally as they're, vulnerably expressing something that has hurt them. And so I saying, I understand how you, how that makes you feel is critical. Like Mm -hmm. you can still be at a place where I don't agree that you, you know, it could be a disagreement about something, but just simply saying like, if you're communicating and you're showing to me that you're hurt, I can understand what it's like to be hurt. Mm -hmm. And then I am sorry and committed to showing up better. And it's not, I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. Yeah, that is a, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, it distances. It distances that I had anything to do with the situation. Um, but it's an easy slip up. Because again, if you don't feel like you did anything wrong, then it's easy to be like, oh, I'm, I, well, I'm really sorry that that's what yeah. your experience is. But it's even better if you can say like, or I'm sorry that that I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Yeah. Really? Like if you just want to nip it in the bud, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Yeah. I am committed to better communication in the future. Yeah. Yep. Sorry that made you feel that way. Uh, I'm committed to continuing to understand how that is a valid emotional experience for you. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. even if I can't quite get there, yeah. 
Like I'm committed to continuing to be a part of getting to know you such that I can empathize at a deeper level mm-hmm. how this is processing energetically through your body. And if we're I not really, that's not normal language to say <laughs> to someone in an argument, but I, I'm like literally trying to think yeah. through it now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. these are, these are hard. These I are mean, hard. we, you guys like, we're not immune from these, these conversations. Like we no. just had a conversation similar to this last week. Yeah. And every single time I feel like we're getting better and better and quicker to resolve, quicker to get to the thing behind the thing, quicker to come to some sort of like compromise resolution, you know, hug, kiss, whatever. Like, but we're in this work too. And it's never, (laughs) it's never going to be completely like just gone out of your relationship. No. It's just like, don't expect that. Like if it happens, cool, great. But don't expect that to happen. Yeah. Do you want easy workouts the rest of your life? No. (laughs) Right. Uh, Number nine. This one goes both ways. Mm -hmm. I am proud to be your partner. We often associate, and I'm going to speak from the, from the guy's perspective here, being proud, like being proud of a man as an important thing to hear from your father or your father figure. I'm proud of you, son. It's so true. Like validation from your father is, is beyond important. It's, it's wildly important, but so is validation through pride from the feminine Mm -hmm. find an unhealthy mother to son relationship where the son was neglected uh maybe led to feel like they were never quite good enough for mom's love or or her pride um and you'll likely find a very disenabled man overly seeking or chronically avoiding the feminine let him know through this statement that he deserves to be treated like a king I am proud of the the king that you simply are for being you. Mm-hmm. Like do that and and watch your relationship dynamic and the life that you're creating, the family that you're creating, turn into a kingdom that he is willing to live for. Mm-hmm. It's like really really powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean you can flip that around and just insert queen instead of king, and it's it's the exact same. Like. I more than probably anyone on earth want to know that you're proud of me more than my parents, more than my siblings, yeah. you know, youngest of four. Uh, I, and that's something that I, I have wanted in the past is like acknowledgement and validation and pride from my siblings about what I'm doing in the world or <clears throat> what I'm interested in or whatever, or impact that I'm, yeah. that our the medicine podcast is having whatever. And, but, but, but really more than anyone like knowing that you're proud of me like just washes away everything else yeah a man will never necessarily be able to fix or fill the void of a father-daughter relationship and a a a woman or a girlfriend or wife will never necessarily be able to fix the dynamic between the mother and the son these are really important formative programming relationships but a masculine presence, a healthy, balanced masculine presence can heal a lot of the damage that the father in the form of the masculine uh, Mm -hmm. imprinted on the feminine and vice versa. Like Mm -hmm. the feminine can heal a lot of the mother wound when it comes to a a boy or a man simply just energetically showing up. It'll never, it'll never totally. You don't want it to be the same. No, that's weird. You don't want, you don't want to be mothered and or fathered in your romantic partnership, but there's a, 
energy behind the masculine mm-hmm. and the feminine that can be really, really healing. Yeah. I think another way to say this, uh, I'm proud to be your partner in the same vein of what we're talking about is I'm so impressed by you. Yeah. That's another one. It's another way to say like, I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, but this is like speaking to, I'm proud to be your partner specifically in a way without directly saying it to them would be like, we talk about this on, on other shows, but just speaking highly of them when, uh, they're, when you're out in public, you know, maybe you're at a family Mm -hmm. gathering and you're speaking highly and into your partner and then bonus points. If they're not even around and you're speaking highly of them, like Mm -hmm. it's girls night or you're, you know, slamming beers with your boys and, and you just refuse to like talk about the old ball and chain it's just like i don't have a taste for that kind of fucking yeah. dialogue yeah my well, you wife mean is when, a queen yeah you mean when the guys kind of like are bullshitting they're like oh the old hag or the old yeah. ball and chain where it's just kind of like it's restrictive yeah and uh, it's demeaning right and no one is going to leave that interaction thinking more highly of your partner yeah or or the girls at at you know, wine and paint night and they're talking about their one pump chump husband. <laughs> and you know, like don't But that one that one pump was so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just you see it in both uh settings a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, last one. Um this one, pff, great one to end on. Yeah. You wanna you wanna read it? I do. You are sexy. You turn me on. That's why I wanted you to read it. <laughs> yes, uh, you are sexy, you turn me on. Um, different than knowing your partner loves you, right? Like that's a different separate feeling. Feeling desired is a unique type of feeling. And when you don't feel desired or sexy in your relationship, it can easily be an impetus for things to quickly spiral downhill. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you don't feel desired or sexy, to your partner it yeah it's 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 tough it's the classic like what she'll tell her friends when it's like oh he's really he's really good to me yeah really good to me takes care of me it's good or or when he says uh you know to his mom or something like yeah yeah she's um really dialed in you know good job good family um you know she's a great cook and and uh, you know kind of like listing off their resume Mm -hmm. and um I'm not saying that that's like going to mean you're going to get a divorce or anything, but ideally in that list is like, they're smoking hot. Like you want to be telling your mom that (laughs) she's so hot. mom. I don't actually necessarily, (laughs) but I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, totally. And everyone, everyone wants to feel attractive and desired. That's why 90% of aspirational influencers out there are putting booty pics up and like, yeah, they might be trying to get money as well, but it's a, it's an innate thing to want to feel attractive and desired. And sex is one of the most powerful drivers of human behavior on the planet. And to know that your partner finds you sexy, attractive and hot, it makes you feel powerful. Yeah. And even just getting into that flow of communicating that, will add spice to oh, yeah. the dynamic. And totally. it doesn't have to be like, you are sexy, you turn me on. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it can be like playful. It can be, you know, yeah. ass grabbing, yeah. um, you know, text messaging and, and things of that nature. And sexting. Sexting, I think is what the kids <laughs> call it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a fun one. So so I think 
you know, play with this one, especially cause it's really, really powerful and, and, uh, has a lot of fruits. Yeah. Like it doesn't have, yeah. Like you said, it doesn't have to be exactly this, but yeah, there'll be definitely times where I'm like, damn, I feel like I've been checking out your butt all day. Yeah. It's freaking just amazing. Well, the more you think about it too, like think about it yeah. and, and meditate on it. And yeah. uh, especially for guys, I do meditate on your butt <laughs> <laughs> for guys too. It's like, it's okay to be visual and like th- think about what you want and, mm-hmm. um, and, and then ultimately communicate that, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a really loving way and, and shit you hit, we just went through 10 ways that you can communicate better. You hit all nine of these. And by the time you say you're sexy, you won't even need to freaking no. wait. <laughs> no. like, you're going to be just you ready might, to go. You might not even need this one, but this no. is, it, it is no less important keeping the spice on and the fun and the flirt and the fire alive in relationship. Like don't assume yeah. that they know that you think that they're pretty or attractive yeah. Yeah. or whatever. Like, totally. Oh, this was fun. It was good guys. If you loved this, uh, or even if you were just interested in it at all, <laughs> <laughs> even if you just tolerated it, <laughs> it would be so helpful if you, um, shared this with your friends um, if you threw this on social media, you can tag us. Uh, you can include a link to the episode. We're on YouTube now too. So this whole thing is on video and uh, we would love it if you subscribed, uh, commented on our videos. We're really trying to grow that channel and the more activity that's seen, that sacred YouTube algorithm <laughs> will pick it up and and put it into the ether. So uh, much appreciation. And it's really, really helpful too to continue. I always forget to mention this, but Rating and reviewing the podcast if you haven't yet on Apple mm-hmm. uh, Podcasts. I think you can do it on Spotify now yes. too. Um, really, really does help the mm-hmm. show get traction. And and yeah, we're trying to grow this thing. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's had a lot of growth in the last couple of years, especially. And uh, it really, really helps, you know, support the logistics and kind of the back end to really get this thing going because yeah. it's it's uh, requires financial investment. Mm-hmm. And we just so appreciate when our community is impacted by it and can thus return the favor just by letting us know that, that you love it. Yeah. And we also, if you do leave a review on Apple or Spotify, uh, we send you a personalized gift. All you have to do is just take a screenshot of your review and send it to email it to the medicine podcast at gmail.com and include your shipping address and we'll get it taken care of and we'll send you a personalized gift. Could be Organifi, could be Mushy Love, could be HCC, could be one of our other partners. It'll be a surprise, but it'll absolutely be worth your time. Totally. Before we go, yes, I got to know. What is your medicine today? This was an easy one. Usually I'm kind of like hemming and hawing over what my medicine is, but uh, I had a freaking killer, wonderful workout this morning Nice, and just felt super strong, had ton of energy. And it was one of those days where you're like, all right, eight reps. And then you choose a weight that you feel like, okay, this is really going to push me. And you can actually do like 10 or 11 Mm. or 12 reps. It's like, Ooh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. Um, did 15 minutes on the rower, the water rower today. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm very, uh, grateful for my strong body and everything that it does for me. And, uh, Getting a, a, a nice hard workout in uh, first thing in the morning just like sets your day up for like, I can do anything from here on out. Like yeah. I just moved a shit ton of weight. Anything else is going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what's your medicine? Well, I'm sure it it is actually what drove a good portion of that feeling for you today. 
Uh, and it's because I have been re-enrolled in the power of the heat and the cold. And yesterday we did a long sauna mm-hmm. session, very hot, followed by a ice cold shower for mine was pretty long. And uh, that is so good for for exercising your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system and almost like force requiring your body to rise to a level of stress Mm -hmm. and then shift into a moment of relaxation, like hard uh, setting. And to do that is so good for your heart rate variability and your ability to actually get to a point where you are primed and ready to exercise um, because you've had these sort of like bouts of rest as Mm -hmm. well. And so uh, the heat and the cold combined especially is really great for HRV, which is kind of like a good indication of how ready you are for exercise. Heart rate variability. Yeah, heart rate variability. And uh, I would imagine, uh, and there's also a ton of recovery benefits from being in the the heat and then the cold both. So I'm sure you are uh, feeling a lot of the benefit of that today. Yeah, for sure. Um, In addition to uh, diet and all the other amazing things you do. But that is my medicine is, is the, uh, reignition, if you will, of a little bit of hot and cold. I've, I do cold showers a lot. I sauna, you know, four or five times a month, but not consistently like I used to. Um, so I'm going to definitely get back into the heat and, uh, reap the benefits of the Mm -hmm. contrast as I jump into the cold and, uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's also like, we're very comfortable. We can live very like comfy day to day lives. And I, we were reminded recently uh, watching Joe Rogan, where he's talking about this concept of cold and hot and that it's like this little signal, but a significant one that you purposefully put yourself in stressful, hard situations like a cold plunge or like a hundred and whatever degree sauna, it is stressful, but you're doing it on purpose. So then the events of your life that show up and can feel stressful, you have like more wherewithal to navigate them because like you put yourself in stressful situations on purpose all the time. You can handle this. Yep. Yeah. All right. You guys... Thanks for hanging with us today. We'll catch you next time. Go spread some light. Okay, bye. Hey friend, thanks for listening. Did you hear anything today that expanded your mind, made you laugh, touched your soul, or caused you to think differently about this topic? I hope so. I invite you to share this episode with someone you love. It takes 30 seconds and has the potential for a great ripple effect. Our world needs more people having real, honest, and open-minded dialogue on big topics. And you never know, you may just change their entire day. We love you and appreciate you being here with us. Cheers.